I greet you, my brothers and sisters, here in Eagle Park, Masjid al Karim, with the noble greeting used by the messengers and the prophets of Allah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. It is really a privilege to be back here in Masjid al Karim, and I'm very grateful to our respected Sheikh Faisal Billah giving me this opportunity to be with you and to speak about what I believe is the most important thing. My father always told me knowledge is important and I sought all kinds of knowledge. So I have a lot of information in different fields, but I can tell my son this as I can tell you this. The knowledge of Allah is the most important knowledge there is. And my purpose in being here and sharing, this is my 84th Juma lecture around the country, shukr alhamdulillah, is to give you glad tidings. The Quran says that the prophets have been sent to give glad tidings and a caution. The Quran says that it is a message of glad tidings and a caution. And the Quran tells us that the beloved Prophet Muhammad was sent as a messenger of glad tidings and a caution. A caution. A lot of times people call it a warner. That there's good news and a warning. I prefer the word caution. Caution is when we tell you that be careful. Warning is like I'm threatening you, watch out. Watch out. If you do nonsense, I will get you. I'm warning you. I prefer the word caution. And what is the glad tiding? The glad tiding is that for those who believe and do good deeds, there is joy in this world and a return to paradise. That those who believe and do good deeds, there is the forgiveness of Allah and bountiful provision. Both men and women, the glorious Quran says. And so, worshipping of Allah is very important. The actual worship of Allah. Because Allah says, call upon me by my beautiful names. And Karim is one of the beautiful names of Allah. The bountiful, generous. Call upon me. By Allah, call upon me by Rahman, Rahman, which is the most gracious. Call upon me by my beautiful names. The recognition of Allah is the most important thing. And in the recognition of Allah or the remembrance of Allah, do hearts find assurance? And in my work, working with people for 20 years across the country, I find that most people have a lot of problems. The average person has a lot of challenges in their life. The average person, there is no joy. They struggle and they strain in the average person's life. They've got worries, stress. I was one of those people. Strangely enough, with all my studies, I too did not have peace. I thought that I could think my way to peace or do my way to peace or think my way to security or do my way to security. But I found it is only in the recognition of the greatness of Allah and His sufficiency for us 
that there is peace and there is assurance. See? Now this is a challenge for a lot of us to recognize Allah because our bodies with our eyes and our ears, they can see everything but Allah. And most of us think we are our bodies. Most of us look with our eyes and we hear with our ears and if you say we can't see it and we can't hear it, our schooling systems and our university systems tell us if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. See? So Allah tells us and He addresses in the Quran the believers. At certain times He addresses mankind and at other times He addresses the believers. And He says to the believers to worship Allah, to put their faith and trust in Allah. That's what He says to the believers that Allah is sufficient for us. That we must worship Him and recognize Him. The believers are told to worship Allah. Those who recognize the unseen, we in this lifetime with our eyes, we can't see Allah. With our bodies, we can't perceive Allah. Our bodies perceive everything but Allah. And so we think we are our bodies and we recognize things of this world as primary. So a lot of us think, you know, if I have enough money, I won't have problems. If I have a man or a woman in my life that respects me, I won't have problems. And if I have somebody or something obey me or do what I want, if I get something from this world, I'll find peace. But I can assure you, there is no power in this world. There is nothing and nobody in this world that has power. There is only power with Allah, the one supreme power. It's a challenge for us because we're looking through our bodies and our bodies' perceptions. We don't look with our inner eyes. We're not trained to look with our inner eyes. And we feel with our hands. We're not trained to feel with our hearts. Allah, as Hadith Qudsi tells us, the heavens and the earth cannot contain Allah, but the heart of a true mu'min, a true believer, can contain Allah. And so I'm here to remind you of the actual worship of the one who is worthy of worship. The actual worship of the one who is worthy of worship. The actual remembrance. A lot of us think here, yeah, but I remember Allah. I call His name all the time. I say Allah Akbar so many times. But are we actually aware of the greatness that is Allah? When the name of Allah is taken, do our hearts stop and actually become present in that moment and that's what the Quran says the believers are those when the name of Allah is mentioned they become conscious in that moment they, they tremble for a bit and then their hearts are softened see Allah a name that we might say so often and we may say we believe but are we among those who actually believe do we actually believe la ilaha Illallah. There is no God but Allah. Allah is first, last, ever living. Allah is the living one. A lot of people say to me, you're a scientist and you talk about God. Does God really exist? I ask them, the question is, do we really exist? Do we really exist? We wonder, people out there wonder, does Allah exist? The question is, do we really exist? And you might say, well, I'm here. I exist. What if I told you a hundred years ago you weren't here? And what if I tell you a hundred years from now you won't be here? What if I tell you we don't really exist, only Allah is the ever-living one, that He always was, 
and before creation he was and he is the creator and sustainer of creation and creation is secondary to Allah creation is impermanent only Allah is permanent creation is needy and dependent on Allah Allah is free of need and he is Kareem the bountiful to his creation so it is for us as believers to be aware of Allah first before we are aware of what our bodies see and hear. It is for us to be aware of Allah primarily. The first awareness must be on Allah. Then what we can see and hear. That is true belief that there is only one unparalleled that always was and is the only reality and everything else is a created reality and only that one that always was and will always be is all-powerful and it is the one who has given us life and given us existence and we humble ourselves before the ever-living one. How many hours in a day Allah gives us? 24 hours. How many, day, how many minutes of that day do we say thank you to the one that has given us life? Not in a ritualistic fashion that every day at a certain time I read certain things and I do certain things. I'm talking about just stopping and being present to say of the 24 hours a day you gave me today, I'll give you at least one minute consciously. I will stop to acknowledge that there is only the one that is the creator of all creation and only the creator is supreme and creation has no power. There is no power in money, there is no power in a person, there is no power in a business, there is no power in anything here. See, we fo first focus on this world, then we focus on Allah. Allah, I got this problem, please help me. We go to Him with problems. The idea is to recognize Allah. Not be so interested in ourselves and our problems, our desires and go to Allah for our own what we want of this world. When there was no rain in Cape Town, we were praying desperately for rain, like we needed rain more than we need Allah. We were so dependent on the water instead of realizing we have Allah and sufficient is He for us. If Allah was in shortage and you got worried, I can understand. You see, this is the extent to which we are focused through our bodies. Our bodies are only from birth till death. Allah says that the Akhirah is the most important. The most important thing is our development of our Iman. Our recognition of Allah in this world and that is what is going to hold us in good stead beyond. It doesn't say forget about this world, it says seek the hereafter but don't forget your portion in this world. I'm not saying forget about life. I'm talking about first put Allah where he belongs. Let us be aware of Allah's greatness before we think money has greatness. If I have money, I'll be okay. Without money, I'm not okay. If I have water, I'm okay. Without water, I'm not okay. If I have a job, I'm okay. Without it, instead of putting our dependency on the created world, 
Let us put our dependency on Allah, the creator of the world. Let us actually recognize Allah. Let us actually and factually recognize that before we focus on us and our problems or us and our desires, we actually focus on the one that is worthy of praise and glory. The one that has given us the bodies in the best of molds, best of shapes. The one that has given us intellect, Buckle, reason, and heart. See? Let us acknowledge the one who, because of whom we are, and everything is, and food is, and everything. Let us acknowledge that one who is worthy of acknowledgement consciously. See, a lot of people prayed at the time of the beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa but they prayed in vain. They worshipped false gods. They worshipped other than Allah. To worship is not the issue. People worship. To worship Allah is the issue. We might be thinking we worship. Our children are worshipping. Very good. Alhamdulillah, we're worshipping. The mushriks also worship. They worship that which cannot avail them and even themselves. Do you understand? It is we, as part of the Ummah of the beloved Prophet Muhammad who have the most noble concept of Allah. It says, call upon Allah by His glorious names. See? Call upon Him. We can say, Allah, You are As-Salam, You are peace. I am aware of You as peace. I choose to experience Your peace. And I choose to be peaceful. Call upon Allah by His beautiful names. Allah, you are Kareem, the most bountiful, generous. I am aware of you as the most bountiful, generous. I experience you as the most bountiful, generous. And I choose to be generous to other people too. See? actual experience of Allah is very important because that's where peace comes from placing yourself in the care of Allah placing yourself in the care of Allah a lot of us say but we believe he's the provider but we are busy providing for ourselves and our children hypocrites not judging anybody, I'm just telling us. We think we provide for ourselves. I need a job. I need money to provide for my children. But Allah says He is the provider. And Allah says every child comes with his own risk. Allah is the provider. We have to release to place ourselves in His awareness, in His care. From recognizing the greatness of Allah, truly the greatness of Allah. How great is Allah to you? See, how great you say he is great. So many times a day. How great actually do you perceive your creator to be? Greater than a bar of gold? Greater than a ton of gold? Or do you get more excited if I told you I've got a ton of gold outside for you? You get very excited. Whoa, very great. Allah is supreme in greatness, greater than anything here. If you are aware of that, you will in that moment surrender. You will place yourself in His care. And you will experience Allah's caring for you. He says, don't try and sort out your problems. 
Allah says it's not for you to sort out your problems. It's for Allah to sort out your problems. It's for you to place yourself in Allah's care with faith and trust in Him. For those who have faith and trust, Allah is sufficient. The verses before that says He'll always find a way for you. Sources unknown, ways unexpected. He surely accomplishes His purpose. But we've gone through school and university and we think we are the supreme intelligence. My, what's happening in here? I'll have to figure this out. How am I going to take care of me? I'm going to figure this out. How am I going to take care of this problem? See, that is not surrendering into the care of Allah. That we could do nothing to cause us to be. To have these bodies. To have fruit on the trees. Water, you know, in the dams. What could we do? Nothing. What can we do? Nothing. We fool ourselves. Shaitan is a whisperer. No, no, you can look after you. We fool ourselves. I've got three degrees, four degrees, so I must be very intelligent. I can trust my mind. You can trust me because I've got three degrees. We fool ourselves. I've got a good business. I know how to run business. So I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm sorted. We fool ourselves. We have never taken care of ourselves and we can't take care of ourselves. The one that has given us life has cared for us, is caring for us and is further available to care for us. But we have to recognize that. It says call upon Allah with humility. I answer the prayers of the supplicant who calls upon me except for the arrogant ones. For them is grievous consequences. He is assuring you, Allah is telling you, if you ask him, he will respond. But you can't ask him thinking the world has power. You can't ask him believing there's two powers. It's Allah we need and money too. It's Allah we need and water too. So you can't have power in this world and think you are accessing the power of Allah. It tells us first believe. Then put your faith and trust in Allah and then turn to Him. One of my favorite verses. Allah is my welfare. Not my business. Not my mind. Not my boss. Allah is my welfare. In Him do I place my trust. And unto Him do I turn. Do you understand the order of things? A lot of us think we're making dua. The prayers of those without faith is nothing but vain prayers. When you go to Allah, please help me. You are not recognizing the greatness of Allah. If you recognize the greatness of Allah, as you move towards Him, all your worries will go. All your burdens will go. You let go, you'll release. And you'll know He's sufficient for me. You'll know He never fails me. Allah is the unfailing. For those who have faith and worship Allah, they can invoke Him. He is our patron. The believers have Allah as sufficient as a trustee and as a guardian and a disposer of affairs. The believers have Allah. We have now Allah. He's loving. Al-Wadud. His support now. We have it. A lot of us are saying, please be supportive Allah. But Allah is all supportive. You don't have to ask Him to support you. He is already supporting you. A lot of people say, may God bless you. Sometimes people say to me, may God bless you. Like He hasn't already. 
Do you not have blessings of God? The Quran says we try to count the blessings of Allah, the innumerable sight, hearing, smell, taste, reason, feeling, even laughter. Allah gives you the ability to laugh and to cry. The Quran says it. We act like he is not already now all-knowing and all-aware. Allah, can I tell you about my problems, please? I don't know if you've heard, I've got this very big problem. He's all-knowing. Allah, can you power up now and be a little bit more powerful than I can feel your power? Do you think Allah has to be a little bit more greater than you'll feel how great He is? Or is not Allah supreme in power now? You just don't know. It's not the error on His side. The error is on our side. A lot of people say, Allah has for, forsaken me. Allah, I make dua to Him. He doesn't, I give up with Allah. No, Allah says if you remember Him, He remembers you. So I'm here just to tell you about the joy of Ibadat. The joy of Ibadat. When you are interested in the thing that the world can't give you and it's the most important thing, it's the peace of your being. The most important thing. Here in Cape Town, after the Salah, we always say, Allah, you are peace. Aminka Salam, from you emanates peace. Greet us in peace. If you are interested in the most valuable thing in this world, which is the peace, the name of Allah, then ibadat is a great joy. Because you will have in that moment the security and the peace and the heart becomes cleansed and purified. So, as my time comes to an end, I want to caution you against idol worship. Not I-D-O-L. I-D-L-E Idol worship Where you are saying things And you are doing things But you are not in the awareness And recognition of Allah And you are not humbling yourself Before him And bowing and drawing closer Actual worship Versus Idol worship Do you understand? I-D-L-E that we seem to be worshipping. When you look at somebody's words are coming out of their mouth. When you look at the way they dress, mashallah, dressed very well. They're doing postures. But there is no actual experience of the greatness of Allah and the releasing into His care. The releasing into His care. That right now, we don't need anybody or anything. We have Allah. I need nothing in this world. I don't need to do anything in this world. I have Allah who cares for me. And I give thanks for that. And from that feeling of Iman, of trust, Yaqeen. And keep praying until there comes to you the certainty. This is what the Quran says. First time you'll do it, it might not work. Do it again. Do it again with intent. Allah, I want to draw closer to you. Allah, I want to actually pray, not idle pray. I actually want to pray. I want to experience you. Have that as your intention. The Quran says, Allah gives guidance to those who seek and receive guidance. Are you one who is seeking and receiving guidance? In your life generally, do you seek and receive guidance? Because if you do, Allah will give you guidance. And He will guide you unto Himself. And that is the greatest gift. Because in the presence of Allah, there's no fear. There's no fear. There's no threat. 
threat and fear and insecurity is when we deny Allah and make other powers in the world that they can hurt us or harm us or we need somebody from this world in some way. Then you become needy on this world. But when you release that La ilaha illallah, there is no power in this world. What can money do? It didn't give us life. It's pieces of paper. What can it do? What power has it? It's an idol. I-D-O-L. That's a different idol. So, I invite you, my brothers, to remember Allah consciously. That we actually pray. Not fool ourselves into thinking that we are praying. If there is a change within your being when you are praying, it is a sign you are actually praying. If there is no change in your consciousness and awareness while you are praying, if you say Allahu Akbar and you are not aware of what you said there and it doesn't have an effect on you, then you could be involved in idol worship, I-D-L-E. So with that, shukran, Sheikh. Praise Allah for giving me this opportunity to be with our brothers and sisters here in Eagle Park and to speak about the most important topic ever. All praise and glory be to Allah Almighty, His choices, blessings on our beloved Prophet Muhammad wasalam, who sacrificed his life in giving us these truths that only in these truths is liberation possible. Shukran Alhamdulillah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.